Something big is shocking San Diego. Something so powerful and so electrifying, you have to experience it to believe it. It's Electric Eel, SeaWorld's new triple launch coaster, reaching 62 miles per hour and nearly 150 feet in the air. With the only upside-down view of Mission Bay, Electric Eel, now open at SeaWorld. Right now, get a SeaWorld single-day ticket from $59.99, advanced purchase only. everybody I really think I'm gonna get in trouble with the copyright police I <laughs> I keep skirting by every morning and one of these days they're gonna get me uh, good morning everybody this is Joshua T Berglund's morning gratitude good morning Rachel good morning iHeartRadio good morning Spotify Stitcher Google Play iTunes good morning guys good to see you uh, good to see you Facebook and YouTube good morning um, you know what? I am today. I am grateful for a lot, and I and I, and usually when I ask guests what they're grateful for, and they say a lot, a lot, I get real kind of like, like, oh come on, we got to give me more specific than that. But for me today, I am grateful for a lot because there's a lot of things happening in my world. Um. As I told you before, we're getting ready to start actually promoting the show um, because this is a dream of mine. This is a blessing to get to do this every day. And at the same time, it's a tremendous blessing that I have the opportunity I do with Elevated Perspective Marketing as their chief revenue officer and still you know, doing that job and then getting to do my other stuff like emceeing 
and doing this show. And it's just a blessing to have the opportunity to get to do this each and every day. Um, I uh, there's there's a lot of changes happening, and that's exciting. Um, a lot of new challenges, and but that's that's life, and that's just the the journey that you know I've chosen. And and as crazy as things can get, and the things get crazy. Like I don't have that normal button in my life. It's it's so crazy. Like even for this walk and this journey that I've been on for the last you know four years, and it is insane to me how unnormal my life is. Like there's no, it's either a thousand miles an hour, crazy happy, or it's like, oh crap. <laughs> it's like, but I'm, I'm grateful for that because of, through all of that, opportunities always pop out. They always, you know, show themselves. And it's given me the opportunity to just to have a successful, um, amazing, fun life. And I'm grateful for that. I've got my family and my daughters here. Um, and and, and, and these things are happening and it's a blessing. So I'm grateful for all of that. Um, good morning, Rachel. Good morning, uh, Robert. Good to see you guys. We have an amazing guest today. And I had to blow her off um, last time she was scheduled. And so I'm glad that she decided to stick around and do this again. She was very, very understanding. Um, I'm really excited about this. So I'm going to read you a little bit about her, our guest. Jackie was born on the island of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico! With the name of Juanita Marie Alexanderson. I didn't know this. Okay, her whole name, Juanita Marie Alexanderson Baldridge. That's the longest name I've ever heard. She has been building, <laughs> she has been building bridges to the mainland ever since. Being the youngest of four of a Chicago native father and a European mother born in Mexico City, great city, great, great city, great people. It is safe to say that she was born into a wealth of rich and passionate love. Her father being an adventurous spirit was involved in international business. Three and a half years after her birth, he moved the family to Costa Rica, searching for the paradise he found in Newport Beach, California, where their last move planted them for 47 years and counting. Jackie started kindergarten speaking only Spanish in Newport Beach. I wonder how that went over. This experience molded her being, highlighting that there are many ways of seeing the same thing <laughs> and can be expressed in all different forms of communication and languages. This is a long bio. Radio audience, you guys can see this. Good morning, Veronica. We won't go out. You guys can see it in the bio. I'm not going to just read to you because I'm going to start stuttering, I think. I'm just excited to get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the woman with the longest name ever, Jacqueline Jackie Malik. <laughs> God. What kind of that is the longest freaking name I've ever heard in my life. Like, how does that even fit on a t-shirt? Like, you got to... When you when 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 people when parents are picking names, they got to think of it as autographs on pictures or paintings, or how does it fit on the back of a uniform? That name's not fitting on the back of a uniform. Uh, it's right. It's right. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad we are connected. That's what I'm grateful for. That was oh, such a panic the other day. And you didn't blow me off. I just couldn't get the connection. So well, it wasn't on you at all. Technically, I got impatient with you and uh, trying to figure out the technology. So I was like, I got to go. I got things to do. But the truth is, I was in such a 
for the last week up until yesterday, I've been in a horrible funk, like horrible funk. And I was kind of glad that we didn't do that show because I, I kind of had an attitude. I got to be honest with you. And typically I can get cheery when I do this show and it's an, you know, cause it's, I, this is such an amazing opportunity for me to get to do this. But that day I'm just kind of glad we didn't do a show. Cause I, 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 I don't know. I just wasn't having it that day. So, but I'm glad that you're here today. I'm glad I'm in a better mood and uh, it's happy. I'm good to see you. So Jackie, first things first, what are you grateful for this morning? And you cannot say the show. No, that's exactly what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that um, I was the law. It was a life lesson for me to just um, realize I'm not in the driver's seat. I'm in. Um, you know, everything happens for a reason. We were here. We were trying to make it happen. I think my ego kind of got in the way of this is so exciting to actually have someone listen. You know, on the radio, and I got really excited about it. And then I real um, the whole lesson of just let go and meant to hear it will hear it today that wasn't going to be there the other day or just really letting go let let go oh my god and so that was my huge lesson so i'm grateful for um for this connection i'm all i'm really about connection so that we literally couldn't connect was so frustrating to me you know technology wise but i think um as far as the funk we probably were connected the same way so right now i'm thankful for my breath I'm thankful that my heart can beat 100 um, gallons per hour in my 2,000 gallons in a day. My blood is just pumping without me even knowing. So there's so much I'm grateful for that I don't even realize my body's doing. Without, um, I was looking at statistics. You and I are, and every person listening is um, beyond a lottery winner. It takes one out of 400 trillion um, odds that we were actually were born. You know, so it's like just the fact that we're born and we're living and we're breathing is beyond to be grateful for. So that's it. I love that. That's lovely. So, what? So everyone has a reason that they want to come on this show, and they have a story to tell. It's either you know the the passion and purpose behind what they're doing. It's a story of overcoming. For you, again, and I didn't read the entire bio that you have. It'll be when we post the blog later today. Um, it, you'll be everyone will be able to see what you know a little bit of your history. But what is it that's on your heart that you're wanting to share with with the radio audience? That's it. Thank you for that question. Um, to be the voice of the voiceless. I know I was reading some of your information, and that's kind of where you're at as well. Um, I. I have four kids, you know, I'm married, I have four children, and I feel that um, our society is so based on money and success, and um, the media is all about drama. We had, um, my, my oldest, when he was 16, um, all his kids, all his friends kind of started kind of imploding a little bit. They had a lot of stress on, you know, school and colleges and sports and social, and so I had a little tea party with just the girls, and they were crying and saying we're just feel totally disconnected from our parents from our you know from ourselves there's so much pressure and then the parents are coming to pick them up they're crying in my kitchen like I'm disconnected with my kids I don't know what to do so we created a book called the way they see it rebuilding bridges between teens and parents that was eight years ago and it's beautiful it's it's from the experts the kids you know so many times these PhDs and all this try to write a book about what the kids are thinking but no one stops to ask the kids there's nothing like it so it's the kids saying 
what they love about their parents, what they don't like about their parents, what they wish their parents would listen to about them, the stresses they're under, what they need from us, the parents. And then the parents have a chance to answer the same five questions. And in between, I, I also just finished the bio. I went to UCLA. I ended up learning English. <laughs> I only spoke Spanish in, in, in kindergarten, but I, spoke, I learned English and went to UCLA, got my teaching credential. I'm an author, and so this book is actually, um, it's an insight into the kids' mind and the parents' lives as well. And then in between our work pages um, to do with your family. I was on my run earlier this week, and I ran into a, a former student. I used to teach adult ed. And she goes, you know, I read the book, and my child's now in college, and I have the best relationship with her because of the, of what the kids were saying. Like, instead of hearing it from our kids, because you have children, you said you have two daughters? I have a daughter, yes. Oh, you have a daughter. I have, well, I have an 18-year-old daughter that lives here with me now, and then I have um, my twins that I haven't seen since they were two. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> And my, how old are the twins? Uh, they're twelve now. Oh. Yeah, I uh, early early decisions in my life that were not the most sound, um, you know. So, I uh, I gave them up for adoption when they were two, and it was as painful as that decision is now, and wishing I could take it back. At that time, it was the right decision to make. So. Well, this, okay, so here's the thing. Exactly, that's a perfect point. So the idea why I'm on the show is there's so many stories that people don't understand, you know, as far as like, um, let's say what you're saying, you had kids when you were two and you came for adoption. The idea, other people would come to me saying they have stories that they want to also share and they want to be able to have people actually understand. So the way they see rebuilding bridges between teens and parents is the first one, right? So the reason we're getting on the show is to hear other people's stories and compile those and then make a next another series and another series and another series as far as like those who've given children up for adoption and those that were adopted and then they would ask the same five questions. We compile all the answers we can read. So then someone else can read and go, oh, I understand what you're saying. Every person really needs to get to God and that's the main point. So eight years ago, I was sending out, you know, messages out to Dr. Phil, actually called to have the kids on the show and you know what they wanted? More drama. And these kids didn't want the drama. They wanted connection with their parents. And, and now, guess what Dr. Phil has in the rest of society? More drama. So I feel society's upside down. Everybody wants drama. That's what sells on the news. And now we finally got to the tipping point of enough drama. We just want to connect. We want to understand each other. And this is what this book series would be. It's not my doing. It's just collecting what people actually are feeling, thinking in a... In a systematic way putting it all together putting workbook pages in between and then and then people can actually read it part of the proceeds would go to whatever it is to if it's adoption if it's homeless if it's uh, homosexuality uh, cross-gender hashtag me too there's so many things that we don't know enough about that we're very as a society so judgmental about and I feel all of our the kids are now just grabbing guns and starting to shoot because nobody's listening no one wants to know everybody wants drama Dr. Phil has his drama now They're, they weren't about actually being proactive and making things really connect and, and, and create beautifully together. It's just all that's going to sell is the drama. And I think now, eight years later, that's what we have. And so that, that's why it's so frustrating for me to just sit back and say like, okay, well, you have your drama and that's it. And, you know, the book kind of sits on the shelf. It, it's a matter of the people who have actually read it said it's changed their lives because it's a, it's a, 
you don't just read about other people, you bring it into your own life. Like you could do it with your 18-year-old daughter and then you can understand what she's going through. And then you, she understands what you're, the pressures you're going through. And in that common ground, you, you meet and connect. And that's rebuilding bridges. The, um, well, the problem, you're right, drama sells, but you know, there's enough drama. If, if somebody's living an authentic life and, and being true to themselves, there's enough freaking drama in that. Um, but the, the, the trade-off for, you know, hey, we need drama on TV, we need drama on TV, it's because people are not willing to be authentic in who they really are. And because if you're if you are living your authentic self and you're living in your authentic way of being, there's going to be crap that happens that's just as entertaining to watch. But the problem is we don't have enough people willing to be vulnerable to put it out there. I mean that's that's my opinion, and I wish like the the good news the good news is that there's new alternatives out there. Um, there's new like OTT networks. I mean Amazon you can't do this on anymore because it's gotten too big. But like E360 TV and there's there's other networks out there like that where it's a place for content like what you're talking about that is meant to have a positive spin or it's meant to be more authentic in nature. And what you're seeing, if you watch the programming on that, that network, there's a lot of drama in, in people's real life. And I think that that is encouraging when we may start to see a shift away from this fake phony drama that you see on Dr. Phil and other things like that. Right. And I think as far as just, I mean, even, and I know I've, I've been trying to do it, like one of the series on suicide and just understanding where people are at. And they would answer the people who, for every one suicide, there's 25 attempts. Every 16.2 minutes, there's a suicide. So when I did the math, there's 30,000 suicides a year. This is before now it's become big news, drama, which is, horrific this is happening and I don't think there's any reason that it should be happening I don't think there's any reason we shouldn't be able to talk about it and understand how people are feeling on it whether they try to commit suicide whether they're unsuccessful or whether their um, their loved ones have committed suicide I think it's something that needs to be um, talked about shared and um, and and share the burden of what people are feeling, the isolation. I think the whole social media with my poor kids, first three aren't as involved in social media as far as their livelihood. My youngest 16 year old, everything's all about social media and I think that's becoming, um, the, the suicide rate is so much higher, depression so much higher, drugs are so much higher just because it's a false sense of connection. And I think that with this, and I keep saying about the book series, is enabling people to just share where they're at, what's going on. Other people can read and go, oh my gosh, my neighbor. I mean, it's like, I feel a lot of times society says, oh, the politicians need to say no more guns. Or there's so much, so everyone's pointing fingers everywhere else that they need to fix the problem. They, I, I need to talk to my neighbor, and I, I actually really do. She's a, she's a teacher at a, at a Jewish school, and she says there's so much um, depression and um, going on in the high schools, even our, our, late, our high schools, all the schools are, and every day you see another kid grabbing a gun, they go, oh, the gun's the problem, and I'm, I don't want to make this a political thing at all, I'm just saying, I feel a society, we need to shift it and go, what's my role in it, what's my responsibility, have I said hello to that neighbor, you know, have I talked to the person on the street, have, you know, what, what part of this do I play, because I think we're all so quick to just say, it's the politicians that need to do it, or it's the guns rights, the non-guns rights, or what are my rights? Just talk 
listen to each other. Just have FaceTime, talk to someone. They say, how are you? Stop and actually answer. I never ask someone, how are you? Unless I have the time to stop and say, really, how are you? And then they, they, they don't even know what to say because no one really stops to listen. Like they have to think, I don't know how I am. How, what, what's, what's my phone saying? How many likes do I have? What, you know, who am I? So this one-to-one, and, and actually, I feel like when people actually answer the questions in the book, it's, there's a part in the book that every chapter has self-inventory. We do an inventory of where we're at. What, what um, behaviors are we creating in other people? You know, it, it's not just they're always doing something terrible. Look at how horrible society is. It's like, what can we do? And for me, my answer, my passion my, is this book series and just actually having people have a voice, write it down, compile it, and then um, distribute that and let people understand what's it like being gay or transsexual or all these things that we I don't know that much about, but if I can actually read and hear and feel their pain, I'm going to be a lot more compassionate towards every single person walking in that pain. I'm going to understand them. And I feel that the minute people feel that they're, they get to God, the guns will come down. They will start to listen. They will talk. It will be a different society. But I think we're still in this drama cells, and the talk shows don't want to have just, it's like being proactive about it. It's not just saying, oh, now there's a shooting, and now you see it. Now there was a suicide. Now you see it. Now it makes the news. But what about all the people, the 25 people that tried every... 16 minutes. Right now, we're talking 16 minutes. You know, one person's already lost their life, and 25 are attempting. And there's no way for them to reach out unless they get a gun and say, "Okay, here I am. I'm so hurting, and nobody's listening. Not even my parents, not my any neighbors." So, I'm, yeah, so I get really passionate about it because I've seen it, and there's been 240,000 suicides since Dr. Bill said, "No, we just want the drama." Okay, at what point do we finally say, okay, we have the drama, now what are we going to do about it? That's a good point. So what did you dream of being when you were a kid? I mean, having traveled as much as you did, what did you dream about being? You know, I'm more at the moment. I wasn't dreaming about, um, when I was after finishing UCLA, I wanted to go do missionary work. I wanted to go, I had a place set up in Belize, and I was ready to go for two years. And my dad's like, that sounds great. Do you want to take two years off your life or do you want to really help people? I'm like, well, kind of a little bit of both. You know, I kind of finished school. I want to go have fun. And he goes, well, if you really want to help, what can you offer? And I'm like, can I make a you know, cup of coffee for people? I don't know, what can I offer? So I went and got my teaching credentials. When I was getting my teaching credential, I fell in love with the kids in Santa Ana and then I started teaching and I found my husband as the rest of the bio. And then I had kids and you don't need to go somewhere to be who you're gonna be. You just, you know, wherever you go, there you are, right? So if you go looking, searching, you, you're going someplace as a searcher, not finding yourself. If you're not complete and whole with who you are, you're wasting everyone else's time. Oh, I, I, I can admit to that, but I also think that I, I mean, I moved to California. I've, I think I fled here, um, but I, this is where I needed to be. This is where God wanted me to be. Um, but that when I left, I definitely wasn't whole. <laughs> I, I, I think I was running so I wouldn't die. Um, but anyway, that's a whole other story. So that's, that's interesting. So where can you find your book at? My husband had never read the book. The other night before I was going to do the show, and he didn't even realize I was doing this show, 
He had it on his iPhone. You can do it on iPhone also. It's just the way they see it rebuilding bridges between teens and parents. And he came into bed. He's like, that's a really good book. I actually wrote <laughs> Eight years after I wrote it. Wow. He started reading it. Yeah. So now he's like, oh, this is so interesting. You actually hear what the kids are saying. And you actually hear what the parents are saying. And there's things in between. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. It's a, and it's... So it's, it's funny because it takes, you You know, they always say, I do a course in miracles and they say the, te- um, the teacher will appear when the student's ready, right? So things can be coming at you, but if you're not ready, it's, you're not ready. So I think though the society is ready to share their feelings. Like even on Facebook, so many people are coming up saying like, I tried to commit suicide. I was super, and no one knows this, you know? So it's the fact that if we can, co- I'm even thinking of on your show, we do once a, I don't know, once a month with a new topic and then people send in their stories. I have a website, the way they see it, rebuilding bridges, um, dot com, and people can answer the five questions, we compile it and their voice will be heard. When we were doing this story, um, well, I started with a little tea, tea party with the girls, and one little girl was crying, going, you someone's going to actually listen to what I have to say? Like, I didn't think what I had to say is of any importance. Right. I think that's, that's what's happening, I think, with society, right? So she, her big thing was, she tells her parents, don't be involved in my life, but she goes, I secretly look with them in the stands. And that was one of the things that my former student said. She goes, I read that, and I realized we're getting mixed signals to the teenagers. They, they want their separation, but then they still want us close. They want their... Every single kid said, I want my parents in my life. So even your 18-year-old. I think you should get it on your phone, and you'll just, just for the mere fact of, of, of understanding. Well, okay, what I found, instead of going like, you like pointing like this, people are looking in a, like, reading the book, or like, oh, I see myself here. I can't see myself when you're pointing, like, the people are pointing you like this, like, you're, in, you know, you're not grateful. I was at Target, one of the girls read it, she goes, I'm that girl that doesn't appreciate their parents. I found myself in the book. The parents might have been saying that, but they don't hear because it's the parents talking. But they see themselves, it's like their own mirror in, as a parent as well. Hmm. I get to hear what the, so it's, so it's not just that book, but it, the idea is to do an entire series and, um, and the proceeds would go towards whatever it is, suicide or uh, hashtag me too. I mean, there's so many topics that we don't really clearly know until we actually hear the pain from other people. I love that. Uh, really quick, I want to say, hey, what's up, Rachel? Good to see you. Jamie, welcome to the show, my friend. Good to see you. Bonnie, always good to see you. Um, Veronica, good to see you guys. Welcome to the show. Uh, we're talking with Jackie. Is it Ma- Malik or Malik? Malik. Malik? Okay. Jackie Malik. It's good to... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have you here. This book sounds interesting. Um, I actually kind of want to check it out. I have this pile of books next to me that people have sent, and like I'm trying to read them all at one time, and it just gives me anxiety. But this seems interesting.
that should in this book that you can say here you answer the questions I'm going to answer the questions it's not to learn about anything about me it's to learn about yourself maybe that well that could be a little <laughs> could rise bring a little anxiety but it's to learn about yourself and learn about your your offspring you know to really hear how they feel it's, it's nothing to do with like let's hear what Jackie has to say about blah 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 you know, there, there's um, inventory that you do on, on Joshua like where am I right now Oof, that could be a scary thought sometimes. Seriously. What's up, Dr. Garcia in Virginia? Good to see you guys. Um, so, Bonnie, to answer your question, the name of the book is called The Way They See It. And you can go to thewaytheyseeit.com and buy it. Yeah. So, answer the question. You, go ahead. So what's next for you from here? I mean, because there's a lot of things that you can do after you write a book. What's, what's your plan? The series. Ooh. A series. The series, that's the whole point. It's the way they see it, we build bridges between. I was actually working on the Jew, the Christian, the Muslim, and they asked the same five questions. I had my students say, I'm Muslim, I love my faith, I want people to understand my faith through my eyes. I'm like, absolutely. Let's do it. So we started, but I don't have enough of a platform. So that's where you come in. And every talk show, radio show comes in is to provide a platform. You know, I can get five people, but that's not really enough. And that's, one of the uh, complaints I've had people read the book is it's my little Irvine group of like eight kids. Like it's not really showing, you know, uh, uh, even nationwide or global, but it can become as global as we want it to. I mean, yeah. ideally, when you say what's your what's your whole goal is, literally world peace from each person. If each person were to have that peace, one by one, each of the pieces comes together, and we do create world peace. I think there's so much angst because people aren't completed whole with themselves. Hey, uh, I don't know, Doctor Garcia, if you're still watching, um, this would be a good guess for you guys. Dr. Garcia and Veronica have a really awesome uh, live that they do. I'm trying to get them to turn it into a podcast, but they have a good audience and uh, they're amazing human beings. So there's somebody that you should uh, you should reach out to them. So I don't know if they're still watching or not. Will you send me that their name or something? I'm yeah. happy to just contact everybody. Yeah. I think that it benefits society. I feel like, you know, when I was teaching the class, we'd always start with... Don't be problem admirers, be solution finders. And I think society is just fall. We're just admiring this horrific problem of, of disconnect. It's, it's really just a disconnect. It's, it, that's all it is. And, and I feel like with this book and this series, people start connecting like, I am really upset about whatever it is, that my, my son is turned into whatever it is, right? So to understand. So when you go in line, you see someone with their scarf and their Muslim, you go, what a beautiful faith you have. Like, if every person can actually write how they're feeling and, and other people would read it, can you imagine you're standing in line and, and you see, a, a, let's say, a Muslim? I don't, I don't know what, what faith you are, but you, you see them and you go like, wow, I really respect you and your faith and who you are. And they see that in you and then we become mirrors to each other of just this true respect of who that is. The essence really is behind whatever thoughts or words you're saying. The essence of each person is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I am. I'm a I'm a follower of Christ, but I, 
when I was homeless, a Muslim woman, a Muslim woman took me in and I watched her practice her faith all day long. I, I was, I admired the, the dedication and the discipline to seeking her God. And I, you know, I, I've, I've always had a hard problem. I've always had a hard time excluding people because I believe that we're all God's children and you can get into religious debate all you want. I have my faith. I know my experience, why I have my faith. It's unshakable. There's nothing that you can say to me that would change my faith. That said, I'm not going to berate somebody or judge somebody or not love somebody because of a different belief system. Um, If anything, I do have a lot of respect for anyone that seeks something bigger than themselves in the form of God. And, 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 but again, I am of my faith and, and it's, it's something that I, it's the only way that I can get through and fight the battles that I fight day in, day out. Sometimes they're internal battles, sometimes they're external, but the fact is like having that ability to go to God in a moment's notice and, 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 and pray or and ask to, for this to be removed from me is one of the greatest gifts that I could possibly even imagine. But again, when it comes to judgment and judging people of different belief systems, and that's the last thing I'm, I'm here to do. <laughs> just not, right. It's just not for me. celebrate her creation and creator the way she does. I had an interesting story with a, um, an Uber driver. He says, you know, I'm thankful for my God. I'm like, well, I kind of think it's our God, you know? So we started, you know, he was driving me to the airport to Long Beach, and by the end of the whole thing, he finally said, you know, I think it is our God. It's just, you know, it's our creator, right? And so it was almost like creating peace one Uber driver at a time. And it's like we found common ground, and it was yeah. when he had water, and we... And it was kind of this little mini love fest of just understanding and respect, not changing anybody's idea or, you know, um, religious faith, but getting behind the words and just getting to that essence of just who they truly are and saying, that's beautiful. That's like some people like country music, some people like whatever, you know, whatever moves you, you know, however they move to back to their center, to their creator. Beautiful. And, and that's why the next book we're trying to do is the way they see it, rebuilding bridges to the Jew, the Christian, the Muslim. In fact, I actually spoke at a mosque at one of their dinners, and it was just a beautiful experience of just of, of celebrating our commonality and our oneness and our essence. You know, get behind, even behind the words and, and the, where the breath is, that's all the same. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what we call it, it's all the same. It's the same creator. They created the breath, they created us, you know. Yeah. So I, I'm so adamant about if we can really under, like my dearest friends are Muslim and Jewish and Christian and all, and, and, and to be able to share like their beauty and how they, how they live their journey, it, it's just out of respect. Yeah. You know? And there, there's no place for judgment. And, and that's the whole point of the whole series of every single thing, hashtag me too. Like, how could those guys do that to women? Which is absolutely terrible. But if we can understand, well, maybe they were abused when they were younger. That it, so there's just more of an understanding yeah. of each other. And it can't be understood until you understand. Really quick, Virginia and Jacqueline, you should reach, or you should get Nick Harris to read your book on nighttime studies. 
Uh, Nick is a good friend of the show and does a fabulous... He actually somehow has made reading a book on a Facebook Live interesting. Um, I, I love Nick Harris. He's just an amazing soul. He's somebody that you should also connect with too. Very good, Virginia. Thank you for saying that. And she also says, love is the most powerful force in the world. We all need to stop living in fear and move into love, into our heart center, and live from there in all of our lives. Amen. Bonnie says, you're speaking with others you don't see. It takes some empathy and understanding one's path. We are all different. It is not leaving and turning your back on them. Needed someone you want to give up. Yeah, very well said, Bonnie. Listen, Jackie, I'm I'm a fan. I'm grateful that you came on the show today. Um, I'm 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 going to check out your book. Um, but for coming on the show today, I'm going to give you a giraffe. And um, giraffe? yeah, a giraffe. And you cannot sell it. And you cannot give it away. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to pet it and love it. I'm going to ride it around the, our looping. It's a good thing to do with the giraffe. Awesome. Awesome. Jackie, thank you so much for being on the show and uh, you have a blessed day today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Take care. You. See you Take soon. Bye. Okay, All right, guys. Oh, Randy, wait. I like Jacqueline's ideas. Been trying to insist these. How you doing, Randy? You know what? You should buy our book. Bonnie, good to see you. Be nice. What are you, what's the mean face for? Virginia, thank you for watching the show today. Well, everybody, thank you for watching. Thank you for your shares. Thank you for your likes. Thank you for supporting Jackie. You guys go to The Way Radio Audience. Check out thewaytheyseeit.com. It's the title of her book. Uh, just an amazing human being. Very, very happy to know her. Much love to you, Bonnie. Randy, always good to see you, my man. All right, guys. God bless. Have an amazing day today. Virginia, thank you for sharing. You guys, see you soon. Now, your favorite music apps are available on Contour. Go from watching a musical to listening to your favorite music. Enjoy a country western and then a country jam. Or go from action flicks to something that makes you feel like an action hero. Now with Contour from Cox.